When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the One Shot Podcast, the cricket podcast of the Sports Gazette. We've got another episode of Big Cricket World Cup Talking Points today. I'm Ayush and we have Sunny returning to the One Shot Podcast for his second appearance. Sunny, how are you? Thanks for having me and how's it going for you? Pretty well. Uh, I'm really excited to speak to you and the debutant that we have in-house today for the podcast. While the teams are not having debutants because they're all... Uh, focusing on experience at this World Cup. We have Manas for the first time on the podcast. Manas, how's it going? Ayush, thanks for having me, man. I've been a fan of the One Shot podcast for quite some time now. And the fact that you've given me this chance to make a debut on this podcast, it's it's an honor, man. And I can't wait to get into things because I'm an Indian fan and I just cannot stop thinking and talking about the World Cup right now. So let's get to it. Fantastic. And that's the kind of vibe that we want on the podcast today. Because today with Manas, Sunny and myself here, it's going to be a bit of an India focus on the episode today. Love it. The team has been, there's no doubt, I don't think it's even an opinion or so that India has been the best team of this World Cup. It is a fact. That's a fact. They have been fantastic. Seven wins out of seven, which is one more very big match to come before the semi-final. And many people thought that the match against Sri Lanka could be at least a little competitive. But guys, that was absolutely out of this world, what happened in that match. Scoring of 360-ish runs. And for the second time in two months, bowling Sri Lanka out for under 60 runs. Manas, let me start with you. What do you think that came down to? Was it just India being way too good for Sri Lanka right now? Not just on the day, but right now, generally. Or was it Sri Lanka being way too bad? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And I think that's what Sri Lanka will be thinking at this point in time. The fact that we got them all out for under 60 for the second time in in like a couple of months, it's honestly a shame, man. I feel a little sad right now because 12 years ago, this match was the final of the ICC Cricket World Cup. And to see the state of Sri Lankan cricket at this moment in time honestly makes me a little sad. But I'm not going to be here moaning all about it. I'm going to be here talking about how good India was, not just in the batting department, not just in the fielding department, but mainly the bowling has been absolutely sensational for this India side. So, yeah, as much as Sri Lanka were bad on the day, India were absolutely sensational. Sunny, would you agree with that? Yes, totally. I would agree with that because India have been sensational and in top form ever since this tournament started. And Sunny, Manas brought up the 2011 final between these two Mm. teams at Wankhede. We all have such fond memories from that day, from that match. And, you know, I was just thinking when I was seeing the match yesterday that uh, I was a bit sad that Wankhede is not Mm. getting as much cricket as as it should be getting with, you know, some other stadiums like the one at Ahmedabad with more capacity and so much more around it getting some of the bigger matches as well. Even the final this year, 
is going to be at Ahmedabad as opposed to Vankhede. So, what are your thoughts on the vibes that Vankhede still brings to cricket? Because I still think it is the hub of Indian cricket. Yeah, obviously it is the hub of Indian cricket. It is the home of Sachin Tendulkar, who is the greatest cricketer ever. No offense to Sir Don Bradwin. And also, like, we have fond memories of winning the World Cup at Vankhede. But I think that we yeah, are staging the final this time in Ahmedabad at the Narendra Modi Stadium is because of the capacities somewhere or the other. When it comes to history and legacy, no other stadium can rival Vankhede Stadium. But yeah, when it comes to capacity, then obviously the Narendra Modi Stadium is the biggest cricketing venue in the world right now. So yeah, that makes sense. I used to be honest, I'm a little upset about the fact that the final was, not just the final, India versus Pakistan as well was taken away, taken to Gujarat to say, because again, I feel Vankhede as a stadium has probably the strongest cricket culture when it comes to any stadium in India. You might tell me that Eden Gardens Manas is probably the one, I'd say no man, I'm a resident of Mumbai and I would tell you Vankhede has the best culture. And, and, I, and let me tell you one thing about Vankhede. Mohammed Shami said this in his post-match interview after the last match when he took five wickets. That the crowd is something that that's getting him going. That's one of the reasons why Mohammed Shami has 14 wickets in three matches is the love that he's received from the crowd and the support for the Indian side has been amazing so far in this tournament. And another interview that I saw of Mahindra Singh Dhoni recently, he was speaking to uh, Tanmay Bhatt. And in that, he was asked one of his favourite moments in cricket. And what did he say? He spoke about the time when the entire Wankhede audience sang One Day Mataram when they were on the way to winning the 2011 Cricket World Cup final. So, Wankhede is a vibe and uh, I don't think any stadium in the entire country can match it no matter what the capacity is. And those, those chants of One Day Mataram were there yesterday as well in the match against Sri Lanka. 40,000 odd people together, you know, singing the song and chanting for the team. And you could see it. I, th- I, th- I mean, some of the players were also really, uh, you know, overwhelmed by an occasion like that. So, yeah, it's nice to see the Mumbai lad that we have today talking up the historic Vankhede. Amchi Mumbai. <laughs> India's batting. Let's let's talk about that, Manas, a little bit. Virat Kohli. A couple of scores now where if both of those, the 95 against New Zealand... And then the 88-89 odd against Sri Lanka yesterday, both very close to the 100. If you would have converted both, he yesterday would have been the day that he would have broken Sachin Tendulkar's record of 4900s in the ODI format and gotten to 50 himself. But he's missed out on two back-to-back 100s. Do you think he's setting it up for the semis and the final? I think he's doing that mainly out of respect for Sachin Tendulkar. Sachin Tendulkar <laughs> is, as they say, the god of Indian cricket and you... Probably don't want to mess with his records, but jokes aside, I do think he will get there before the end of this World Cup. He's been in incredible form, the second highest scorer in this World Cup after a certain Quinton de Kock, who I think we'll talk about a little later in this podcast. But Virat Kohli's form is so promising for this Indian side. Could be one of the main factors. Um, we might lift the trophy. I don't want to jinx it. But, uh, and it's not just Virat Kohli. I want to talk about in the batting department... Almost every batter that has played for India has been able to make a good score, has been able to build up confidence and momentum at some stage in this World Cup. Kohli, of course, is there in the mix. Shuman Gill pick up, picked up the highest score in the last match. Uh, Shreyas Ayer, Rohit Sharma, of course. Surya Kumar Yadav has had a couple of good innings. So, the batting department is 
on point at this moment in time and honestly it just fills me with confidence at this point and you know what batting department as good as they are i think the bowling is even better than that sunny what do you think yeah definitely the bowling attack and the bowling unit of our team has been excellent in every match i guess against pakistan when we reduced them from 151 for one and then they just collapsed before reaching the target of 200 and then once against uh, once again against england when they just spearheaded the bowling attack mainly mohammad shami jaspreet bumrah and then uh, siraj and also throw in the spinners ravindra jadeja and kuldeep yadav and this might just be the best bowling unit at this world cup even better than pakistan we will come to the bowling uh, as well and talk mainly about a certain special mohammad shami but sunny i just like to get some more thoughts from you on the batting side of things the one maybe you could say weakness that was there in the batting unit or the only guy who had not really fired was shreya sayer who we also what he did at the vankhede yeah it, it was his home ground you would expect him to play well over there but he did come into form and he scored a quick quick fire 80 that too the close you're getting to the semi finals your number 4 is now looking good he's confident what you, who has so far impressed you the most from this batting unit virat kohli rohit sharma have been the most consistent yes but i'd like actually two things from you one who do you think has been the most impressive so far and come the big stage come the big match against south africa next and then the semis and hopefully the final who do you think will be the batter to look out for i think the answer to that right now is shubman gill courtesy of his 92 uh, last day at one khede and i think he is someone who can step up on the big stage when uh, people like rohit sharma or virat kohli collapse early on and he'll be key against south africa on sunday and then when we play the semi finals and the final like if we play the final then he'll be one of the key players when we play the final sunny no i'm i'm not i'm not taking it for granted right now because you know what happens in semi finals especially against teams like australia and new zealand so yeah i'm just taking it one step at a time but i think that shubman gill and to a certain extent shreyas ayer also as you talked that he, uh, he has scored 82 of 56 and with a strike rate of 146 which is uh, better than shubman gills so these two players these two young players can make a difference and throw into that mix surya kumar yadav also because he can come in at crucial times and save the innings for the indian team <laughs> from the vibes that i'm getting i i personally think when hardik pandya comes back into this team which is yeah. a likelihood in the knockout stage shreya sayer is the one player who i think india may just drop because he scored that he's he got that how much did he score against in the last match against uh, sri lanka 82 82 so he got he was good against sri lanka but the thing is consistency is something that has been an issue with shreyas ayer he is someone that who can produce from time to time but consistency is something that he's not been able to show in a very long period of time and when you have the option of hardik pandya who is honestly one of the finest cricketers in our team i think he is going to replace shreyas ayer when he comes and as a mumbai boy myself i feel sad saying this about shreyas but uh, Yeah, I think Pandya is going to replace him for the knockout stages. Do you agree with me, by the way? I do. I think that I think Shreyas is the one who, personally, I would like to see uh, 
I would like to see Hardik replace him. Yes, I do think that Shreyas Iyer is a very good batter. He showed that in the last match as well. But I, I just think Surya Kumar Yadav's X factor is something that we really don't want to miss come the knockout stages. Add to that Hardik Pandya's X factor, not just with the bat, but with the ball as well. So I would definitely want Surya Kumar to be shown for the team to show more confidence in Surya Kumar for him to be retained. uh and then just give him that free hand at number 4 it's not his job to play around anyone else it's virat kohli rohit sharma shubman gill rahul you have four such brilliant batters to play around surya kumar yadav and just play through the innings and they themselves can attack but the message to surya kumar will be you've got the ability to go and strike it at 150 200 from ball 1 just go out there and do that if you're out all right but the day he gets it going it's it's it will not be a surprise if he can score like a 40 ball 80 as well mm. and that would be the difference come the big stages so yeah i agree with that personally i would like to see that but sunny once hardik pandya does return and we are hoping that he does return for the semi finals if he's fit before the semi finals do you think that uh india should given that they've already secured semi final qualification do you think india should risk him and play him before that semi final as well from the fact from the angle that getting him now directly in the semi finals after a break of four or five matches could be a bit tricky given that what if he's still not fit what if the nerves of not having played last few matches and coming in directly for the semi finals could be a factor or that's not going to be uh, that's not going to be a problem you just be safe <clears throat> not risk him until then and bring him directly in the semis well i think if he d- does recover then he should play in either against south africa or against the netherlands because we'll be tinkering and seeing who could play or could not play for the semi finals so yeah he is a big player but just giving him a chance in the big match is not something i think which is that's not right not we not just we're not doing justice to him as a player and to our team as well because we need to give him some time to adjust after Uh, an injury layoff so i think if he, if he recovers then he should replace either of i guess this can get controversial either shreyas ayer or kl rahul so that the, the indian team can have much more zing in bowling as well apart from batting because he's an all-rounder oh that's that's an interesting one no sorry. no 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 sunny sunny i completely disagree with that as soon as hardik pandya gets fit i think he should be put straight into the indian squad because i feel hardik pandya is the closest thing that india have in today's time to kapil dev fielding batting bowling leadership he won the ipl a couple of seasons ago he is as good as they get at this point in time and as soon as he's fit i feel shreya sayed needs to be dropped and i like what you said but surya kumar yadav has the x factor he is one of the few players who can honestly change a game single handedly so surya kumar is someone who simply cannot be dropped Shreyas unfortunately is the one and Hardik Pandya I completely disagree with Sunny Oweo although he's my friend I'd say that as soon as he's fit he needs to be put straight into this team foran uh, we love these healthy debates on the one yeah. shot podcast and it's so great to see we're having one yeah <laughs> just talking about comparing Hardik Pandya to Kapil Dev is a long shot I guess agreed I apologize yeah. for that Kapil bhai Yeah, well, Kapil Paji is in a league of his own, so Hardik Pandya or anyone else in this team can't come close to him. But yeah, Hardik Pandya is one of the key figures in this team, so as soon as he recovers, he should come to this team. 
well maybe that's a topic of discussion on a future podcast hardik pandya kapil dev all-rounders thank you for that guys we'll look at that as well once the world cup is over but coming to india's bowling manas let's talk about the big one mohammad shami mm-hmm. i mean he's been the last three matches he's got what two fifers and a fourfer that's 14 wickets in three matches among so many of our pacers he's played the least number of world cup matches and already has broken the record for the most number of world cup wickets by an indian bowler he's everywhere right now all over the opposition batting lineup even the last match you would expect at the toss you would expect that india would get at least 350 against the sri lankan team but no way on any given day would you expect the opposition team to be bowled out for 55 runs and once again mohammad shami was at the center of it what do you make of him can india fought to drop him in any kind of circumstance afford to drop him not a chance mohammad shami is all that i've been thinking of in the last two days especially after that match and ayush as you said he recently became india's highest wicket taker at world cups shami has 45 wickets in just 14 matches and i want us all to just take a second to think about that because india has played every world cup since 1975 and india has had some of the finest bowlers to ever play cricket in all these sides that have been playing for the last what 48 years and mohammad shami has become the highest wicket taker he's overtaken uh, jabadul shrinath he's overtaken zaheer khan to get to this mark of 45 it is absolutely incredible and just to think about the fact that he was riddled with injuries just a couple of years ago and it wasn't just injuries there was a lot of personal turmoil he was uh, involved in which of course we don't want to get into at this point in time and i remember during covid there was an instagram live that he held with rohit sharma where he mentioned his deep mental issues and at that point and it was so hard to listen to that particular instagram live but to see him recover from that stage and not just to recover but rediscover his form and become the bowler that he is today become undroppable and again reach this incredible record of the highest wicket taker for india at world cups man this guy is absolutely phenomenal he's such a big inspiration manas you rightly put that that uh, he's you know given everything he's been through personal professional whatever and he's now coming in and firing on the biggest stage when you need him the most he is an inspiration and just in this world cup if you look at just this world cup he didn't play the first what four matches for india came in the last three matches and from the second that he got a chance in that fifth game he was on the money yeah not even taking a over to get his rhythm or two overs to get his rhythm which if he would have we would have totally understood because mm. he's coming in after a break bowling directly under the pressure of a world cup match but he's coming with you know a point to prove almost and he's coming with a clear focus on what he's going to do the lengths he's going to bowl the lines he's going to bowl because he knows when he gets going he's too good for almost every bat- batter out there and i think even if guys like rohit sharma virat kohli would be facing him even they'd be scared if they were on some of the opposition Ooh, teams oh are you shy you sure about that Oh yeah. Who do you think is winning the battles in the nets? I think it's Shami. With that with that seam position it has to be Mohammad Shami. <laughs> But Sunny, uh if we do get a wicket going forward in the World Cup, be it maybe in the semi-finals if India plays at Wangkhede again or Eden wherever, we'll see how that 
works out over the next week uh or then in the final in ahmedabad if they are slower wickets where the ball is turning more do you think india would want to drop either of siraj or shami to get in ravichandran ashwin as a third spinner in such situation or do you think no this bowling attack is the way to go forward well if it's a slow wicket then uh, rohit and the coaching team would decide whether they would want to drop either of siraj or shami but to me the three the uh, same same tried and tried like to call them jaspreet bumrah mohammad shami and mohammad siraj the three of them are the first names on the team sheet right now and you'll i, I don't think like with due respect to ravi chandran ashwin but i don't think he will be able to get into the lineup at the moment and yeah. even if it's a slow wicket a, a fast wicket doesn't matter but these bowlers are playing every match i think going forward and that's fair cuz with the way they are bowling you the wickets or the type of pitches probably not come into play at all and if mohammad shami keeps doing what he's doing so far then maybe we could have a few more batting collapses from the opposition going forward yeah actually i want to add about the bowling department of the indian side is so one of the one of my favorite things to do after one of these world cup matches is to watch pakistani players former pakistani players and their reviews on multiple youtube channels around and i feel i've i've heard wasim akram and shoaib akhtar be all praise about the indian bowling attack and you just can't imagine the amount of satisfaction it gives to watch these guys who are honestly like with all due respect i'm an indian fan but we love these guys and to see them talk so highly about this indian bowling attack shoaib akhtar called them ruthless wasim akram said it's one of the finest bowling attacks he's seen so the it's just incredible to watch that as well man it gives you a satisfaction that very few things do and um, mohammad shami is of course ably uh, backed by the i can't believe that he's saying that mohammad shami is backed by bumrah when at the start of the tournament you would have thought that bumrah would be the leading bowler for india but yeah that's how like this team has evolved over the course of this tournament we've got more than one leader in every department and man i just can't help but feeling super confident about india's chances in this tournament Sunny, I know you'll be like Manas Bhai, you're jinxing it, but I don't care, man. I feel like we're gonna finish this World Cup unbeaten, Sunny. I know you can't, you guys can't hear it, but Sunny's laughing in the background. I feel yeah. India's gonna end this World Cup unbeaten and as champions at the Narendra Modi uh, Stadium. Case in point, you should see MS Dhoni's Oreo ad and how he advocates for the Indian team's success. So I, I'd follow Dhoni's lead, and I reckon you should follow that too. What, what is this Oreo ad with Mahendra Singh Dhoni? Can you elaborate? So in this ad, he is promoting the Oreo biscuit, but he's urging all the Indian fans to not boast about India's chances of winning the World Cup because you know what happens when you boast about things. Man, I hate that dude. Like if you if you're watching sport, the purpose of watching sport is to enjoy the sport, is to be excited about the chances that we have, be excited about Mohammad Shami and his record, be excited about Kohli. Us just holding this inside just takes away from the enthusiasm, man. I'll just give an example. Last year during the football World Cup. everyone around me was like okay argentina might just win this might just win this and i was like no first let's win this and only after that will i celebrate and that's how i go about it you can go about it in a different way but i i'd tell you to take dhoni's cue what he said in the oreo ad because dhoni is no uh, no disrespect to any other person but dhoni is the best ever captain in the sport of cricket and you should follow his lead Well, coming into this podcast, I thought India, Pakistan, Australia, England were playing tomorrow. By the way, mm. 
uh, were some of the biggest rivalries in cricket what i'm seeing right now this very fun rivalry in front of me i think has surpassed it all and back to a bit of cricket <laughs> so moving from one historic stadium in the vankhede we're going to another one in eden gardens where india will be taking on south africa i think the only team so far who has shown that level of brilliance at this world cup uh, yeah they have lost one match before and they are definitely not the favorites i would say going into the india match but this one is the biggest match of this tournament given how the two teams have been playing sunny do you think india's winning run comes to an end i i already know what manas feels on this i think he's already said it a while back that india's going to go unbeaten mm-hmm. but sunny do you think india's winning run comes to an end against this very very confident south african team right now so yeah, south africa's team right now is like for lack of a better word they're a juggernaut right now and i think india might just lose this but in the grand scheme of things i i'm of the opinion that india need to lose this match to win the world cup and even if even if we qualify from second position let's say not the first position in the league table doesn't matter to me as long as we win the world cup right and manas uh, talking about south africa the match against new zealand was expected to be a thriller i know my parents went for that match and they were really excited because they were almost certain that they were going to see a thriller or if they thought it would be one sided they thought it would be in favor of new zealand but south africa winning that match by almost 200 runs against new zealand who the finalists of the last two world cups who've looked so good at this world cup as well what impressed you the most from that match for south africa quinton dicock i know it's an obvious thing he is been miles in front of everyone in terms of batting at this world cup but what has impressed you so far the most about yeah i feel that batting department is honestly looking really dangerous at this moment in time quinton dicock is somebody that he mentioned four centuries in seven games is no joke he is someone that we'll have to be uh, careful about but i think we do have the armory to take care of that and also rasi van dusen uh, scored a century in the last match and he said going into this match against india rasi van dusen has been uh, talking to the media and he spoke about india and south africa's record at eden gardens which is going to be the venue for this match and he said that we've beaten them here before and we can beat them here again it's a warning sign he is uh, sending to the indian team I I think he's playing a very dangerous game at this moment in time because as you said South Africa after India is possibly one of the teams that's the strongest in this tournament and this match is going to mean much more than just the two points that are on the line because the momentum that either of this team is going to take into the into the knockout stage whoever picks up the win is going to be massive because India can see the top spot if they win this match South Africa can knock India I don't think they'll exactly do it it'll depend on NRR if I'm not mistaken yeah. if south africa managed to do that ah i i don't want to think of that right now but it south africa might just go into the knockout stage possibly as a favorites if they manage to get a strong result against india i i honestly don't know man but at the same moment at the same time i don't think i'm going to agree with sunny and listen to that oreo ad i still think india are favorites and i'm confident about the chances however good south africa is for sure but you know losing to south africa is a good omen for india back in 2011 we lost to south africa and then won the world cup at one khede so losing to south africa, i would take it any day we win the world cup once again i'll reference the 2022 football world cup my brother was like okay 
do you know will messi win the golden boot or the golden ball or whatever i was like i don't care about the golden boot golden ball i just want the world cup like yeah. kylian mbappe win the golden boot golden ball whatever i just want the world cup so i just want the world cup for india i don't care whether south africa win on sunday or not i just want india to win the world cup and so you think quinton de kock will be like the kylian mbappe he might take the most runs but he'll be okay if he take the main trophy i'd be happy to give him the limelight on sunday if we get the limelight on the day of the final well that's nice and sunny did make a good point there with 2011 if you look back india drew a game tied a game i should say in the group stage against england but the only match that they lost was against south africa so if that happens even though we lose on sunday a lot of indian fans would looking at it from a a good omen kind of perspective they'd be happy with that so yeah we we'll see how that goes but if south Af- like manas mentioned like south africa do manage to get the job done on sunday as things stand their net run rate is a positive 2.29 to india's 2.10 and south africa winning on sunday would just bump their net run rate more up more further up mm-hmm. and india's would fall a little bit more so that would then put south africa favorites to top the league stage because india expected to comfortably win against netherlands but you would expect south africa to also get the job done against afghanistan ooh so we'll see man talking about afghanistan uh-huh. as we were recording this podcast they have beaten the netherlands today and they have kept themselves alive in contention as things stand they are tied on points with the same number of games as new zealand Australia also have the same number of points but Australia have a game in hand over both New Zealand and Afghanistan. So Afghanistan guys it's looking it's getting interesting with them. Yeah, We've spoken in the past about you know Toby Michael myself also spoke about the chances Ricky uh, our colleague at the Sports Gazette had predicted Afghanistan reaching the final in one of his bold predictions. Final. Yeah, that was a bold prediction and that was great. Guys, what do you think? Afghanistan, let's remember, let's not forget they have Australia and South Africa yet to play. Man, I have to say Afghanistan is one of the most feel-good stories in this entire World Cup. The way they've beaten England, Pakistan, uh, Sri Lanka and today Netherlands. It's it's just amazing to see these underdogs do so well in the tournament. And you cannot not love the... like some mohammed nabi rashid khan honestly it's it's a pleasure watching them play cricket and i myself am the admin of the sports gazette uh, social media and we put out a hot take like about about 2 weeks ago saying that afghanistan will make it into the semi finals and uh, yeah there was a fair amount of slack that we received for putting out that hot take but Where you guys now? Where you guys now? I think uh, Afghanistan is going to make it into the semi-finals. Of course, they've still got a fair amount of work to do. They've still got other teams' results to take care of. But uh, yeah, I think it's been one of the most fascinating stories in this entire tournament, and I cannot wait to see them playing in the semis. And it's possible that the first semi-final is going to be at Wangkhede, India versus Afghanistan. Woof! That'll be fun. That'll be huge for cricket more than anything else. Sunny. your thoughts on this if the semi final at wankhede is india versus afghanistan then it is going to be a little bit easier for the indian team to qualify for the final but i but i don't think that afghanistan would make it to the semi finals because they have got australia and south africa next 
and even though they they are a feel good team right now and they have been on uh, on the back they are on the back of uh, resounding victories over england pakistan sri lanka netherlands but i think australia and south africa are just a bit too much to ask from them like mm-hmm. i'd like to believe in fairy tales and this one is this is one i think that's going to come true possibly sorry yeah, yeah, let's not let's hope let's hope it it does come true because i also want to see another asian team in the semi finals apart from india well we're building to the final week of league stages coming up next week that is after the end of this upcoming weekend of the league stage at this world cup and after that we enter the business and the main knockout stages semis and then the final on the 19th so we'll keep very close eye on all of these qualification scenarios how everything is building can afghanistan make it can india stay unbeaten and eventually maybe even repeat what australia did back in the day going unbeaten to win a world cup we'll see we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves right now but thank you so much for joining us guys i think this was a very fun episode manas how was your first time on the one shot podcast i loved my debut man i used thanks so much for having me on this podcast and i know sunny and i have been uh, <laughs> debating throughout this podcast but i must say that sunny is one of the coolest guys in on this course in this podcast and Yeah, we we'll probably meet in the parking lot after that, but I think we we'll meet only to get some good food. <laughs> Cheers, Sunny. Cheers, Ayush. To reiterate, we love healthy discussions, healthy debates on this podcast. But that's all we have time for today, guys. Please do go on the Sports Gazette and check out the content that we've been doing across sports. Manas here has just uh, released an interview that he did with Kevin Campbell. So for all you football fans, that'll be fun. Do go and check it out. Sunny is also also coming up with a lot more content content of the Sports Gazette. Meanwhile, do check out the One Shot podcast on Spotify and on the Sports Gazette website. We'll join you very soon with review of all the action that has happened over the weekend and looking into the final week of the league stage going forward. So it's me Ayush signing off. Until next time guys, have a good weekend. Enjoy your cricket and take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.